you will receive us. Donnie, you're out of your element. It's not a tumor. My first wife was targeted. She's a pilot now. Oh, now you're gonna shoot me in my pinky toe. Shut up! And literally, fuck your own face! Howdy ho. Getting in the Christmas spirit since, you know, Walmart has the fucking decorations up right after Halloween, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, the uh, gas station already has the music playing. Oh, it or shit. Not, already. I put my headphones in if I go into Walmart, dude. When I, when I go into work, I turn the radio off. And my coworker's like, what are you doing? And I said, if you think I'm about to listen to that dog shit Christmas music for ten hours, you got another thing coming. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I put my headphones... I mean, it, it sucks because I feel like I'm losing out on some kind of hilarity because Walmart always has some bullshit going on, mm -hmm. you know. But I'm not listening to Mariah Carey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know. Like, my sanity dwindles down low enough... You know, during the Christmas time anyways, I don't need that. I wonder how much money she makes during the holiday season. An ungodly amount. Probably. And and she gets paid to make the world suffer. So. Yeah. I mean, frankly. You like know, Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are the real villains, people. Hell yeah. So, we're back with another one. And, man, this week's been terrible with my diet. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Slipping a little bit? Yeah. Well, also kind of just felt like shit. Now, is this because of the diet? Or do you think you felt like shit and that's because you you seeked this diet? Well, I felt like shit because, like, uh, I'm developing carpal tunnel. Yeah. And so, like, my wrists have been fucking killing me. I can't even do a push-up. Like, oh, I yeah. have the physical strength to do a push-up. But push your wrists? But, yeah, like... Putting weight on my wrist? Oh, hell no. You know what you need to invest in? There's these things you can get, and they got handles on them, right? So you're, you're not flat palm on the floor. You hold, like, handles, and you do push-ups. That's supposed to help with people with carpal tunnel. Maybe that could be something you could invest in. They're, like, 40 bucks at Walmart, those things. And they got handles on them. And it just gives you a little bit of distance off the floor. Yeah. You Perhaps. need to have deeper push-ups, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you do archer push-ups with those. You know what I mean? Or you like that. <clears throat> so. Yeah, just a reminder that for those of you that might be a fat fuck American, like we both were, mm -hmm. still kind of am. I'm still chunky. But, you know, don't fret. You know, you, there you don't will always. Be, there will be bumps in the road. Don't think that you're just going to be like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm determined to do it, and there will be no hiccups. You're full of shit if you think that's going to happen. You're going to end up slipping and eating something you didn't intend to, or you're going to slip and not work out for a couple of days when you intended to. It's going to happen. You just need to make sure that Well, like this coming can, week yeah. is Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I'll be damned if I don't have the meat sweats for me. Oh, I'll be picking out. I'll be picking out. I'll eat damn well 3,500 calories that day. I know I will. Yeah. Because I got like two or three Thanksgivings to go to, but... Still, I'm not going to limit myself and not have a good time. I still like to live, but as long as you don't make these things happen all the time, it's not going to be a big deal. You just got to make sure you get yourself back on track. You know it's just saying? like, you know, with Christmas coming up, and, you know, people are going to be offering you cookies and fucking mm -hmm. fudge. and Don't be doing it. Well, you know, do a little. But yeah, do a little. Just don't overdo it. Yeah, don't eat the whole fucking pan of fudge. Yeah. And then wonder why you step on the scale and you gain five pounds. And, and do keep in mind here, Thanksgiving, you're going to be eating turkey, and then you're going to be slumped out and passing out, and then 
you know what happens when you eat and go to sleep. So if your scale looks a little different, you can work on it and get that taken care of. But if you gain two or three pounds at the day after Thanksgiving, it's probably because you slept right after you ate. Well, that's why. That's why we need to get these politicians fucking out of power because that's you know, why you know, a good, you know you know a good you know a good cure for you know you just ate a bunch of turkey and you're getting sleepy huh. cocaine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how the fuck has this got to do with politicians? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, they won't let you have any cocaine. Legalize that booger sugar, baby. That's right. That's right. They oh. need to get the fuck out of business, you oh. know? I always wondered how everybody was drinking and eating turkey all Thanksgiving and just wasn't getting tired. They was bumping that, you know, that oh. Colombian Bam Bam. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it. it's not something that I'd be, like, gung-ho about doing. But I mean, I, I'm not gonna sit here and deny that I wouldn't want to like try it out. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants a little snow on Christmas. Yeah, know? yeah, you know, cocaine bear, dude. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that movie, and I've heard mixed things about it. I haven't watched it yet either. I've heard half of people are like, "It's the best thing I've ever watched ever," and anytime I want to drink on the weekends, this is what I'm watching. And the other half are like, "It's boring as fuck." If you want something that will trip you the fuck out, it's quite possibly one of the worst movies ever made. Velocipaster. Oh, my. That sounds like the, the, you know, Swamp Shark versus, you know, Desert Eel movies. You know what I'm talking about? It It, is so bad. It is so bad. It's funny. It's it's amazing. Like, there's there's a character called... uh, Freddie Mermaid, he's a pimp, and he's all like, you want to know why they call me Freddie Mermaid? He's like, say it, girl, say it, because you're swimming in bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But, like, there's one part that he's, like, transforming, Mm -hmm. and you see the, like, dinosaur gloves on his arms. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) This movie had to have been made with, like, 30 grand max. Max. There's supposed to be a burning car at one time, yeah. and it just says, insert burning car effect here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Those bad. Those might be worth it, just because of how bad they are. You oh, know, yeah. Like the Sharknado thing? Shark, the original Sharknado, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I, I really feel like once you get to like five or six in they those They made five shoot, of them? I think they've made five Sharknados. What the fuck? Yeah. How do they have that much ideas left? It's sharks in a tornado. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> like, Hollywood never ceased to amaze me. Well, they're running out of ideas. Yeah, I guess so. I heard Bob Iker's getting kind of shitty because of all the movie flops that Disney's been having. And it's like, well, quit putting out shitty movies. I gotta be honest, I stopped watching movies like about five, six years ago. Like, my interest in movies had plummeted rapidly. Like, when it, you know when the... Um, the Marvel Avenger stuff started happening. Like, I remember I watched Iron Man, the original one, and, like, the Hulk, the original one, and and Ant-Man one. And I was like, okay, these are okay, you know. But after that, I felt like it was like an infinite cycle repeating with superhero movies. Yeah. Like, there was nothing new happening. And they were all the same. I, I don't care what anybody says. I've seen many Avengers movies, and there are dozens that I haven't seen. They are so similar every fucking time. The thing that 
because I used to watch like every movie that came out. Like I would, I would watch it. Yeah. You know. Uh, however, that was whenever you know I could run down to you know Family Video and you know yeah. I rent like a stack of movies and then I'd get home from you know hanging out with friends and stuff and I wasn't gonna go to bed. Yeah. So I'd watch a movie or two. And then I'd take that one back, get another one, you know, like, because um, I I love the like, you know, two for a dollar. Yeah, the fucking know, red box like thing outside of like. Uh, well, at uh, at Family Video, they had like all the old movies. Oh like, man, Family Video. Yeah, when 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 Family Video was out, they had like a section with all the eighties movies and shit. The stuff that, you know, I wasn't able to watch as a kid yeah. because mom and dad wouldn't let me. You know. I remember seeing the adult section back there and just peeping it when I walked by. They had like as a the kid. saloon doors. Yeah, I remember yeah. peeping in there, just be like, "Man, I gotta catch me a peek of some titty," you know. But I just I remember get because you could get two of them for a dollar. Yeah. And then with my half off card, I tossed them two quarters, and fucking booked it. Mm-hmm. And I had them for a week. So. I, I miss family video. I miss being able to go and look around. Yeah. I feel like things get lost in the Netflix and, you know, Prime. You're at the mercy of the algorithm. Yeah, exactly. And you can find some good stuff. Yeah, I'd like to say fuck, fuck Netflix, first of all. They took away my ability to share with my homies my account, and there's nothing on that fucking site. There's nothing on that fucking site. I you s- want to watch anime? It's limited. They've got the first season. That's it. Of every anime... And that's it. I thought they had like multi, like all the seasons of One Piece on there. No, it's only the it's only like they they get to like the very beginning of this. I'm not gonna spoil, but they get like 300 episodes in, and then it's done. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they don't go any further. It's basically not quite 300, but it's it's at it's at the end of the um, the desert arc. What's that called? Are you talking about Alabasta? Alabasta, yeah. It, That's like, only 130 episodes. Yeah, yeah, so it ends there. It's basically where the, the live action ends, I'm pretty sure. I, I but, still have like two or three episodes of Alabasta to watch. Yeah. And I haven't watched it for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Take I, a break if you have to. Alabasta's, I just can't. Alabasta's slow as fuck, man. I got to so, the end and now it's just like putting the pieces back together or whatever the fuck is gonna happen. They spend too much time wandering through the desert trying to figure out what's going on and I'm not trying to spoil anybody here if you're listening, but one thing I gotta say I got a problem with that arc I'm so tired of Crocodile being one step ahead of them constantly. I'm so fucking tired of them getting to where they need to be, doing the objective, and then Crocodile's like, <laughs> I knew you were going to do this the entire time. Now die in my pit of crocodiles. I'm leaving now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm so fucking tired of that shit. I just didn't like that, you know, it was a country in, like, you know, turmoil and everything, and it was desert. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was just like, oh, okay, Middle East. Be like, this is a little too topical right now, could you not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, I want to get back on the seat. I'm telling you, the moment you get out of there, that show fucking just, it's like this in quality from then on out. It. Not only visually, but like the actual show itself. I don't know about you, but the desert art. I got tired of seeing desert. I think that was a big thing. The visuals. I wanted them to go back to the ocean so fucking bad. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to see them on a boat. And I'm, tired just... of, I'm tired of seeing them burning up and sweating just through the desert, you know? Well, my thing that also got with me was 
I was kind of, you know, whenever you see, you see a, a big bag, bad enemy, and you're like, how are they going to fucking beat this guy? You know, he seems so fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. I got, in this arc, I was just like, oh, they're going to do this. And then, like, two episodes later, that's what they did. Yep, yep. It's one thing One Piece does a lot better later on than it does in the beginning, and I think this is a double-edged sword in a way. In the beginning, the entire group has to, the entire Straw Hat crew has to work together to take the big boss man down. In, in a certain way. They all have a role to play to take down the big baddie. Later in the show, it's not like that. The, the big baddie's usually more direct in the arc and comes to them straight away, almost always. It's not like a fight to get to them later on. But it's like up to three members to take care of it. So at the beginning of the show, it seems like the whole crew works together to get things done, but the villain gets to fuck around and kind of be the superior power role. But later on, Luffy's kind of neck and neck with everybody as far as power role. So it's just Luffy versus the bigger up and the rest of the crew dealing with the flunkies. Yeah. So it's a double-edged sword. In the beginning, you get to see him more doing a lot more teamwork, but the villain gets to kind of just walk on him. But then later... You know, Luffy kind of walks on the villains, but the crew has to do the side projects because yeah. of how much Luffy's scale and power compared to them is. Well, you know how you know how protagonists work. Like Krillin's never going to help Goku and Super. Yamcha's better off dead. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. that happens in One Piece, just not quite to the degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've... when when you get back to it, keep watching. It gets a lot better after. I've uh, I have noticed though because I I finally finished ending the death mm-hmm. part two and I'm looking forward to three but I have beef with both GW and Dan Abnett for the simple fact that GW claimed in an article that this was Abnett's magnum opus his like best work right like they made it sound like it was his Iliad. Right? The Moby Dick of Dan Abnett. And Dan Abnett kind of just went along with it. If you are... I mean, I work with a dude that is a lore whore. Like, he'll be like, oh yeah, that happened in M. Dot, you know... Oh, he's, he's he's an encyclopedia of... Yeah, and even him was just like, dude, that part wasn't needed. That part wasn't needed. Like, that part was cool, but didn't really add anything to the story. It just added extra time. Mm-hmm. But the main, one of the main beefs that I have with them is the entire book is just, like, really short chapters. Because I listened to it. I have the physical. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the physical, and it's, like, a page. Two pages long for these, like, chapters. And you're going through this book for 18 hours. And like at the 15 hour mark, there's a chapter that's 47 minutes long. Because like every chapter was like, okay, we're talking about this guy. And then right around the time that you're like, okay, now I kind of remember what happened three hours ago that you talked about him. And now I'm kind of getting a handle of it. It stops and then it goes to a different part. And it just, they bounce around. And then you go into this one chapter that's 47 minutes long, and it's like, okay, here's a part about about a guy. And then it jumps over to another part of a guy, like a traditional Warhammer book. And I'm like, 
why did you write it like this? It sounds like it, they had like severe pacing issues when writing the story. That entire because that sounds like that sounds like they're they're like giving you lore and a topic, and then they jump to another part of lore and a topic, and then another one, and then you know you got three tabs open, and you're losing memory on the first one. By the time you're on the third one, and See, then that's the thing. You always get on to me about having like seventy some tabs open. I can't do that shit. Yeah, I couldn't keep track. Yeah, like. I, my RAM got maxed out. Yeah, you see, I'm done for if that's the case. So. It, it's one of those that if I go back and re-listen, like, oh yeah, I remember that. That that was that was cool. And like, because I've already went through the story, I might be able to see a connection that was later on in the book, so I might appreciate it more. But it it bothers the fuck out of me that they had him do this, and if they do not end this this like trilogy that he broke it up into three parts I really think that they could have broken it into maybe two max yeah. they could have cut out enough to make make it two but the last book is the end of January so I'm looking forward to it because it's officially over mm-hmm. the heresy is over I just they started it out because he wrote the first book he got the heresy started that's why they wanted him to finish it and it starts out with Loken, one of the characters, saying, I was there mm. the day that Horus slew the Emperor. And if they do not end that motherfucking book with him saying, I was there mm-hmm. the day that the Horus slew the Emperor, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. Because it's like, Fair. that's a full circle kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And with these people, like, that's their shtick. So, I finished it. It's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. There are multiple heresy books that I love far more. Yeah. For their one-off story of what happened wherever. Do you, you do you uh, a little side topic about Warhammer? Do you know the lore about the diggas? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I was yeah. reading that lore. It's just like humans that have been in the trenches of the wall for so long they paint themselves green and use scrap armor and they've even been able to link up with Gork and Mork and use his will as they fight and stuff I'm like humans? And the orcs have a respect for them and they'll trade with them just as much as they battle and fight with them you know what I mean? I'm just like what the fuck? Gork and Mork straight up talking to humans? I want to say that that was back in like the 90's that they came out with them. The art is Old, bro. And Old. They're not canon anymore. I didn't figure, but it's still fun. It's still fun. Because the the simple fact of, you know, the similarities to the name. Yeah. That yeah. They don't want to get canceled. <laughs> and they're, they're just painting, they're painting themselves, too. It's like, it's a little yeah. rough. Yeah. <laughs> Called the diggers. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, they're green face. Yeah. <laughs> You see them, they're like, and they're just humans with green paint and horns and shit. Yeah. Oh my god. I showed that to Caleb, and he was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) He was just like, where are they now? And I'm like, well, the same thing that happened to Blackface and, you know, the early 2000s happened to them. They kind of got rode out. (laughs) But yeah, so trying to get through that book, I told myself, you know, I think I mentioned it last week. That I'm not listening to my news podcast until I see something, you know, until I see headlines that don't mention Israel. Because mm-hmm. I'm Good tired luck. of them spending 45 fucking minutes on that one topic. 
And it's like we and get they're, it. And they're just repeating shit that they'd said in the last episode. I've heard nothing new about this in three days. I'm com- I'm conflicted because a part of me wants to know what's going on in the world, right? Like, I, I want to have an idea of what current events are going on. But another part of me is fucking happy that the ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Because I don't have that shit just pissing me he, off. Here's my thing. Because a lot of people would be like, not staying informed and, and, and keeping up to date with it is wrong because then you're allowing them to be, like, fucked up, you know? But I look at it like, I don't have the money nor the the influence in this world to make a difference for those people. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have enough money or influence to make a difference for them. From what I've been hearing, <clears throat> though, is, at least in this area, the younger generation are the ones that are more likely to call Israel out. Mm-hmm. Whereas the older generation are just like, no, fuck Gaza, you know, Israel forever. Well, the thing- and so what it basically comes down to is that we are, we're in a transitional period. Oh, for sure. Ideals are clashing hard right now. Yeah. it. The older generation's like, we need to focus on us and only us right now. And the younger generation's like, there's people being genocided, we gotta step in. And that's button heads quite a bit. Because I can see the perspective from both sides, to be honest with you. America's real good at sending money that has nothing to do with us. We've been good at doing that for a minute. As that's- well as... We're just sitting at the sidelines watching people get genocided. I can see both sides of the, you know. That's just like uh, one of the things that I did catch on, though, was, I guess, uh, Ukraine. There was some general that, I guess, got arrested or whatever and is on trial for something. I don't know. I don't fucking care, really, because it doesn't fucking bother me. Yeah. You know, what happens over there doesn't, doesn't change my life in any way. Aside from, we're in a world war. It's the main thing that I don't want to fucking have happen. So, but apparently he came out and basically just spilled the beans. Like, oh yeah, we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. So, the natural gas pipeline that was supposed to be, like, helping the Europe not freeze to death. Yeah. Yeah, they blew that shit up. Because they were trying to get us into the war. Yeah. To be, like, actually in the war, not just sending shit. And that's what bothers me, is that we've spent, we've sent, like, what, $130 billion? And an unbelievable amount of, like, equipment for them to use as well. I have heard that a lot of the equipment we sent was stuff that was kind of getting close to its expiration date. Oh, of course, of course. But obviously, once that ran out, we started sending the other shit to where we're not really prepared for something, if something were to go down. Yeah. And then you have people talking about how we need to bomb Iran. And it's like, no, no, no. That They're what? like three times bigger than Iraq. They're basically running Iraq right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that, is, that is a really easy way to start World War Three quick. <clears throat> I saw a video this morning. Uh, it was a guy explaining how history goes in like 80 year blocks so like there's 20 years of just like abundance and prosperity and then there's um an awakening and then there's like a uh, unraveling and then there's a crisis period and yeah. then we're in the crisis period right now so right after world war Two was our like prosperity period mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
or growth where you could have a job at a factory, you could afford to buy a house. That's when peace was just happened. Yeah, yeah. Your, your wife could stay home and raise the kids and all that. And we went into, you know, the the 60s. That ended when JFK was assassinated, mm-hmm. according to this guy, right? And, I mean, it made sense. It made sense because he broke down other things, too, like um, when the end of the Civil War was the end of that, like, 80-year stretch. Yeah, it does seem to be a loop of, like, good times, hard times, good times, hard times. It does seem to be a consistent loop in humanity's history, huh? But he was suggesting that, so, in this next coming age, because I think he said, like, the 80-year period would be around, like, 2028 is whenever, like, the 80-year cycle would end and then it would start back up. So it's like, great. What the fuck's going to happen in the next four years that's ungodly awful because we're in the crisis period right now. Um, But he said that in this next phase that uh, the millennials are going to be considered the heroes. like Kind of like how the heroes of this current time were the World War II fighters who were born in, you know, the unraveling period. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, millennials were born in the unraveling period. And then, like, Gen Z is going to be, like, the artists. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be, like, the, the Bob Dylans and shit like that. And all I could think whenever I was watching that video, because it made sense, but I was just like, I just don't see how the millennials, like, how are we going to be a hero? Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to say it, and I'm not trying to sound boomerish, because I'm part of this group. But we are, we have the most fragile men of any generation. I hate to say it, but it's true. We have the most fragile men, physically and mentally, of any generation. Really? You don't think Gen Z are more fragile? Oh, what, what, what did you say? Millennials. Oh, no, no, no. Gen Z. Gen Z is what I'm referring to. Okay. My generation. I don't think... There's a lot of very, very... You were born in... I'm pretty sure that... The, you were born in the 90s. Yeah, it, it, 19, anybody born pa- past 1995, so if you're 1996 past, you're a Z. Okay. So, and I was 1998, so I'm Z. <clears throat> but um, I know this because I was talking to my cousin Josh, and he's right on the edge. He's a millennial, but just barely. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, see, we grew up thinking that we were Gen X, yeah. and then they were they kept bumping it back yeah, to yeah. where now it's like eighty two. I think is the last yeah. year for is the first year of millennials, and yeah, just unless unless our generations mm-hmm. start waking up and paying the fuck attention, yeah, there's to, some... that's that's why that's why. I, don't like being so into like politics because politics makes me sick yeah but at the same time it should frankly but at the same time yeah i just i don't understand why these people want more and more power you know once you get to a certain point they're playing mario they're collecting coins yeah and so until we decide because every single election cycle the older generation dies off and that means that your generation gets a larger share of the voting power. Mm -hmm. So until we, until millennials and Gen Zers come together and say, fuck these two parties, Mm -hmm. there's not going to be any change. Yeah. Like this, 
you know, I, I genuinely don't think that... The system is flawed, and I feel like we're waking up to that. There's a lot of people that are just like, I'm not voting because it doesn't matter. There's a lot more people thinking that these days. But at the same time, it does. Yeah. You know? I'm saying I'm saying in, like, the sense of, like, somebody's like, oh, I'm in a red state. It'll never be blue. My opinion doesn't matter. Fuck it. There's a lot of people that are like that right now. And then you know why it's like that? Because there's only two parties. That's why it's like that. That's why your state is one or the other almost every time. Yeah. So. And, and that does make your vote feel kind of useless. When you know that you're going to be red or you know you're going to be blue and you have an opposing opinion. Well, look what we have looking forward to right now. You know, we're looking at 2024 and it's about guaranteed that it's going to be Joe Biden and Trump. Mm-hmm. And you know there's going to be people that vote for Trump simply because he's on the Republican ticket. Mm-hmm. But there are also going to be people that vote for Trump because they love him. Yeah. They love him. There's going to be people that are voting for Trump because Joe Biden is senile. Well, and that's the thing. I feel like the people that vote for Joe Biden, if they sit there, if they look at you square in the eyes and say that they think that he's doing a good job, they're fucking no, delusional. No, no, they, no. Nobody, I don't think anybody's thinking that. And if they are, they're, they're kidding themselves. I feel like... I feel like the the Democratic Party is going to split a bit because, um, what is it, um, RFK Jr., Bobby Kennedy, he's he's going to be you know running independent. I don't know if he's going to have full access though, because it's such a pain in the ass to get ballot access whenever mm-hmm. you're not an established party. Yeah, that's why I was kind of hoping that maybe he would go with you know the Green Party or whatever. You know, not net. He doesn't have full libertarian ideas, but even if he tried to go that route, mm-hmm. at least he would be trying to get something that already has all fifty state ballot access. Yeah. So there's going to be a split in those areas that he does get ballot access. But the people that vote for Biden in those states, they're just. I feel like they're just going to go for the majority. Mm-hmm. There's you know strength in numbers. They're voting for the party. Yeah. And that's the thing that we need to get past is why are why are we continuously voting in people that send hundred and thirty billion dollars to Ukraine yeah. to have their proxy war that they're making money from their Halliburton stocks and their Raytheon stocks yeah. when just... we have homeless people in this country, we have drug epidemics, mm-hmm. we have housing market crisis because no one can fucking afford a home. Yeah. And, and, I, and I can I can see just from looking around and like, and I have a very public job. I see, I, I see the public and how people think. All the wealth is owned by like a dozen people in this town. Yeah, all of it. I had the owner, and I'm not going to speak any names because I don't want to get in trouble or get anybody in trouble. But there is an owner of a store that I am associated with, and he came into the establishment the other day with his three rich friends, talking about how bragging about these three golf balls he just bought. For $150 each for a golf ball. Yeah. A piece, $150, and he was showing them off. And there's literally homeless people sitting in front of his establishment, freezing outside. And I don't know about you, but when I see that, I see nothing but red. And it's a good thing I'm not Superman, because, man, whoo I guess... That's uh, some bullshit. I guess um, one of the nights I'd already gone to bed, you know, because I have to get up at 3 o'clock in the mm-hmm. fucking morning. Um, I guess when he was asking Shalane, like, what would you do if you won the lottery? 
And, you know, she was just like, I mean, I'd pay off my debts, but, like, I, you know, I don't really know. And, you know, it got me thinking about it. And when you have, say you got, say you got handed $150 million, right? Like, say you won one of those, like, Powerball fucking jackpots, Mm -hmm. right? And you never had to worry about money again. I was, I was thinking about it, and it was just like, you know... I thought about this quite a bit. Well, you know, I was thinking about it, and it was like, you know, if I didn't have anything to do, then, you know, obviously I'd want to travel, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, there, there's experiences I'd want to do, right? Yeah. But, like, you're not going to constantly be traveling. You know, I, that would be exhausting for me. Oh, yeah. I like being at home where me my too. shit is. Me too. I don't like traveling. Like, the first half of the trip's fun, but the second half is a drag for me. That's how I feel. Yeah, where it's just like, I just want to go I home. just wish I was in my bed. I just wish I was sitting on my ass in my room, looking at the clock, just being like, I got four hours till bed, I'm going to laze around. Not, this fucking drives eight hours. Yeah. And I'm already tired, you know? Or having to deal with airport security and getting your dick padded. Yeah, and and I and I don't know about you guys, but I'm not acclimated to different environments, even if it's like a couple states away. I remember when I went to St. Louis, my stomach was fucked up, man. Just being in like a little distance away, like my body's just not acclimated to that biome or something. I don't know. It fucks me up. I don't like being away from my element. But I was I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, if I didn't have any fucking worry at all about money. Like, who's to say that I wouldn't do a, uh... Yeah, what were we talking about? Um... You fucking ADHD heaven. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I, shit, which tab is it? <laughs> I, just recent, I just recently got... I tried that everyday dose... Have mm-hmm. you seen that on, like, social media and shit? That Which mushroom I'm, coffee? Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. The people are saying is they're giving up caffeine for it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I finally I finally got it. I ordered it fucking Sunday night. It took all week to get here. Yeah. So, I will... I, first day trying it, and I don't have that... I don't know, it's... I don't feel like I had any caffeine, but I know it has some caffeine in it. It tastes like really strong black coffee. Hmm. Uh, has it got the stimulant that's in, like, mushrooms? Is that what it is? It's got, like, lion's mane and, like, cordyceps hmm. and things like that. Uh, it's, I'll have to let you know, like, you know, after I use it for a while, how it goes. But I just, I don't appreciate that they use DHL to ship it. Yeah as the company to ship it because it took a whole goddamn week to get here I know that they probably do that because it's cheap yeah but it's not looking good for me like you're supposed to be they're supposed to like set it up like a subscription mm-hmm. so you know after like your 30 days they have another one go out does that mean that you're going to have a week without having anything yeah, that I was that that is kind of troublesome for something you need to do in a routine. Yeah. So you know, you you would expect that they would want some kind of a shipping company that would get it there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it spent like two days in Texas, yeah. and it started in Texas. Yeah. So it's like, why was it at that carrier facility for so long? Yeah. Um, speaking of 
things being shipped, I actually bought five compression shirts the other day off Amazon for when I'm jogging. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've ever jogged for long periods of time without a compression shirt, but your fucking nipples will literally start bleeding from rubbing up against your shirt. But, and I had to, like, when I'm running those long distances, I'm not fucking up my shirt because they're bleeding, you know what I'm saying, from the friction or whatever. So I ordered five of these compression shirts. Amazon sends me an email. It's like, so something happened with us shipping it to you, and it's at this carrier facility, and we can't have it shipped to you, so you need to come pick it up if you want it. And I basically was like, give me my money back. You're, Where was I'm the not, carrier facility? It was in fucking Bedford. I had to pick it up, and it was somewhere, or Bloomington. Bloomington was where it was. And they were like, you need to pick it up yourself. And I was like, I want a refund for my product. It's your job to get it to me. So they're like, wait a couple days, you know, and see if something happens, and we'll, we'll see if we can't get it figured out. Well, a couple days goes by, and I still didn't see a package. I went to work, and I sent them another email. I was like, I want a refund. Give me my money back. It's not at my house. And they're like, okay, here's your money, right? They sent it back to me. It was like 30-something bucks for the five. It showed up a day later? Yeah, it showed up a day later. And they never mentioned anything. So I basically just got it for free, you know. <clears throat> But I was thinking to myself, they legitimately fucked up on something, some sort of information of it going to the facility, and they lost track of where it was. And they, they basically were like, it's your job to come get it? What the fuck? The, 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 the company that's all about shipping the product to you, that's their whole thing. They could do it from anywhere to ship the product to you. was like, you got to pick it up from here. And I don't think Amazon does... Like, I think they still might use the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah. But I think the in, like, major cities, they ship everything themselves. That's what I was saying. I was like, what the fuck is this? That, like, it, it just... That's that's the thing that bothers me with them. When, when they do shit like that, it's like, no, 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 no. You treat your employees like shit. Yeah. You, you don't treat them like fucking robots. And they can't even go take a piss for longer than, like, 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, did you hear about what somebody did with... Because apparently, like, they would piss in bottles, right? Yeah. Because they couldn't... The yeah, bathroom then they're, then they're getting so in trouble. Away. Then they were getting in trouble for it? Yeah, yeah they I were getting in that. trouble for having piss bottles. So they'd just, like, toss them out yeah. just on the side of the road. And apparently this guy, like, would collect yeah, I, I heard those about piss those. bottles. Yeah. And he then would package them and they, he would advertise it as, this is the urine of Amazon employees. And he posted it on Amazon for sale. And because of their algorithm, it made it into the energy drinks market. Because I guess you don't need to really like regulate energy drinks. And it became one of the top listed products oh on God. Amazon. And it, when, when you... That's the thing about AI and algorithms and stuff that makes me hesitant yeah. because you don't have that human touch, so shit can get past you like that. I, I get in a large business model like that, you need some form of something to help out because they'd be paying thousands of people to comb through those new listings on their stores and put them where they need to be. Mm -hmm. But when you can blatantly advertise it as Amazon employee urine bottles and it shows up in an energy drink category. Yeah, that's fucking that's insanity. 
I want to know if there's somebody out there that bought one of those and actually like opened it. <laughs> like you know and, what? And just like, oh shit, that's real piss. Yeah. That's piss. Yeah. That's not an energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you click buy and put your information in and it says Amazon employee piss, you might have an issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We do need to get to a point in this country, though, that businesses start treating their workers with a little more respect. And and can I go ahead and say, what is wrong with people sitting down while they're working? I'm so fucking tired of this American idea that you need to be standing to look productive. This is fucking stupid. Every other culture in the world will let you sit down during your job as long as the productivity is high. Yeah. But in America, it's like, I remember my boss, now I shut this shit down quick because, you know, fucking big dick dilly here. You know what I mean? I run the John. But uh, (laughs) I remember the boss called my boss and was like, yeah, you need to tell the night shift guy to quit sitting down. He has a 10 minute break. I have a 10 hour shift and he's expecting me to sit down for 10 minutes. That ain't happening, Chief. Not for the money you pay me. <laughs> That's some funny shit. Real funny shit. So I took my shirt off in the middle of the store. Literally took my shirt off and handed it to my boss. And I was like, you think I'm going to stand for 10 hours? I'll go fucking work for Indiana Limestone, buddy. I'll see you. He was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And he took me into the office and he was just like, so what's the deal? Like, it, it's, it's this job isn't hard. This job isn't hard. What's the problem standing? I was like, you want me to stand? For nine hours and 40 minutes, or for 50 minutes, you you want me to do that for, at the time, $13 an hour? He was like, yeah, but it's not a hard job. And I'm just like, if I'm going to be standing, I'm going to work a job that pays me, dog. Like, yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> this if is, your job requires you to stand, yeah, then that yeah. makes sense. I am literally pushing buttons on a monitor and then walking around and restocking cups. That's my job. There is no productivity tied to me sitting down it's it's this american bullshit it's like you've got to be exerting yourself constantly to look like make the company look good well and a, a part of it a part of it that the culture needs to change is maybe what needs to happen is bosses like you know managers or ceos or you know like district managers you know the higher you go up the ladder mm-hmm. the less connected you are with the day to the actual job yeah. yeah so maybe they need to do some kind of an undercover boss thing every now and then yeah to where they realize what you go through because you'll bitch about like you know hey i'm getting carpal tunnel yeah or something and they're like what the fuck are you talking about how are you getting carpal tunnel we we aren't causing that yeah and it's just like Bitch, do you know how this job is yeah, done? I think I think every CEO or owner of a store should have to work a week of that shift. Obviously not Jeff Bezos now because he's not in charge of Amazon, but whoever is at the top ladder needs to be a warehouse yeah. worker for a month. Yeah, like the, the big wigs at the top have no idea what, like you can tell when they show up, they have no idea anything about the job. They just know the numbers of how much the job is making. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't know the job at all, but they get to call the shots on the rules of the job. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I get that there needs to be kind of a structure there. Yeah, but... But whenever your employee says, hey, like, have you stood on a concrete floor for 10 hours? Yeah. Maybe it, maybe you'd be a little, 
less likely exactly. to recommend that as a, you need to do that cool. if you did it. I think another one of the problems is in that scenario is that the dude at the top is one voice that is, it, it's all it, his way or the highway. But there's dozens and dozens of people that are on that are still human. It's the same as him. That voices don't matter at all, but they work the exact job that yeah. the problem's happening. So you could have a dozen people saying the same thing, like, this is messed up and it needs to be changed. And the CEO at the top could be like, it works fine. Get back to work. And nothing will be done. That's a big problem, I think, that the, the majority of voices aren't heard, but because this dude's got a more authority, he, he, he's able to determine it, even though he doesn't do the job at all. I feel like that's very self-destructive for a company. And the, and the companies. You know the the higher ups of the companies, they're bitching about like the the current generation, you know the Gen Zs, the millennials, the people that are trying to make it to those points in industry, you know, because they you know they may have started out back in the '60s, you know they're they're now you know 60 years old, they're getting close to retirement, you know, like they started out working in the '60s or '70s where shit was affordable where you could work on a regular uh-huh. wage. And they've made it to the top, and they're like, what are you talking about? You can fuck, you, I did it, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's that disconnect. So now, whenever the, the workers are bitching about it, they just remember what it was like back then. Uh-huh. It, it goes to that, you know, that block of history, that 80-year block of history, uh-huh. where they remember the prosperity period. They remember so, the awakening period. We're in the slums period. right now. You know we're I mean? in the crisis period. Because policies that politicians and business gurus and leadership have done for the last 50 years is now coming to a head. Because mm-hmm. it takes a long time for inflation to creep up and wages not go with it yeah. to get to where you are today. So maybe one of the things that we can try and do to make us a, a quote, hero... Mm-hmm in the next age is remember what the past age was like and try and learn from those mistakes because you don't want to repeat it. That's why we have these 80 block things because every generation repeats the same uh-huh. shit. It's just a different skin on it. Yeah. And I, I feel like, remember when I was talking about my generation being some of the weaker men? I heard a saying the other day and I think that shit is so true and it was that easy times create weaker men and hard times create stronger men well it's a cycle yeah the quote is like hard times create strong men strong men create good times yes that's it good times create weak men yeah weak men create hard times yes yes i think this is the problem is Men aren't putting their foot down anymore to bullshit. I think that's a big problem. I think we're we it's we've gotten to the point where we're real comfortable just sitting by and watching now. Because ma- you look at masculinity now, and it's it's a toxic trait. It's labeled as toxic. Being a protector and a and a provider is considered toxic these days. You know what I mean? Is that not fucked up? It's fucked up. That is fucked up in my eyes. It it goes to, it goes to the same thing of that's why this next year I'll probably be running for some sort of local government mm-hmm. because as you know in this area 
those 12 people that run the shit, that own everything, they're all Republicans. Oh, yeah, every one they, of them. Or they and have they, they all, very, very strong ties to the Republican Party. And all 12 of them play golf every weekend together. They all talk constantly, and they all make deals with one another. They're basically running this town we're in. And I see it. I see it. And that's that's where, you know, giving people an option of an outsider that's like, I don't know any of these fucking people. Yeah. And I'll tell them straight up, that's bullshit. Like, these people are coming in, like, laughing about being rich. Like, <laughs> I've got so much money. Look at my $150 golf balls. While they have people starving and freezing to death outside their store that they tell to go on and get. But just like I have, I have said earlier, I've, I've said it before, is that... You know, people talk about Joe Biden, like, you know, signing this trillion dollar bill. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, who spends that money? It's your local government that gets the grants to then spend the money. Mm -hmm. They have to they have to say, yeah, we're going to use some of that. And they're like, "Okay, cool. Here you go. Mm -hmm. So it's the Republican government in this county that's spending Joe Biden's money. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same thing with, like, say, a little up north, where it's a tiny blue dot in this massive red state. Mm -hmm. When Trump was in office, and they were, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, fuck Trump, they spent his money. Yeah. When he passed something to, you know, for infrastructure or whatever the fuck, they spent that money. Mm -hmm. So they, in turn, are complicit in that. We need to get to a point. You want to fight inflation? When politicians say we're going to spend a billion, we're going to spend a trillion dollars on X. If it's fucking stupid, you need to have people in local government that says get fucked. Yeah, no. And that's a million dollars. That's two million dollars in that area that doesn't get spent. Mm -hmm. They have no power now. Yeah. And if that goes countrywide, you're looking at the whole trillion dollars is nothing. Yeah. The Fed might as well just eat it back up. But that, that comes back to our original problem. Nobody, I don't think people are, are, they're not worried about what's happening anymore. They're just like, I can't make a change with my, my say. You well, know what that's, I mean? a, a part of that comes down to, we have, we have busy lives. Yeah. You know, you have that's kids, a, that, you have wives, you have friends, you have, you have your own interests. And you got to work even more these days to survive. I, I, was, I was reading this thing and it was like back in the day with the, like, it was like a medieval story, and it was like a way they kept people from protesting is they made it so hard to live that they had to spend more time working to survive than they had time to basically go on strike. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that is a valid strategy today. People aren't people don't have the time to have an uproar about the government when they're living paycheck to paycheck. Which you know is I mean? why unions are kind of important. Yeah. Because look at what the UAW did. I think I saw a figure that... In the four-year contract period, the average worker was going to see an extra $68,000 for this short contract period that they negotiated. And you wouldn't have been able to do that if it was just, you're the only, you know, you're one worker in a slew of workers. That's why the Amazon warehouses are trying to unionize. They realize, uh -huh. me alone can't do shit. But if we get enough people together, we can make shit happen. Yeah. So, I think that... Men, men need to step the fuck up and, and put their foot down again. They do. That's what needs to happen. Because 
you're kind of seeing it here and there. I've noticed that there's less care for cancel culture. Oh, yeah. That I've noticed that people are just like, oh, we're going to cancel you. And they're just like, get fucked, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is America. I can speak my fucking opinion. Yeah. The fact that you're telling me I can't speak my opinion means maybe I'm speaking a little bit of truth. Mm-hmm. And you don't like it. Like, even when I'm talking to a big group, like, my group of friends, I've got, like, one or two that are like, let's start fucking stacking bodies, I'm ready. That's the mentality we need from everybody. Everybody. We need to get ready to fucking march and take shit back, honestly. And then the other, like, other 80% of my friends are like, yeah, shit's rough, but hopefully it'll get better at the next election when we hire the next corrupt, crooked bastard in. That's the issue, but then... I'm fucking tired of it. That's weak shit. You know what, we... I think the younger generation should make a push because you're getting more and more and more of a majority. So maybe what needs to happen is we need to put some sort of a system in that when a politician goes up on stage and says, you know, you can keep your doctor. That's a verbal contract at that point. If they ever say anything like that, that is a verbal contract. There needs to be an avenue to hold them accountable to yes. that verbal contract. I'm so fucking tired of, of, of hearing them say they're going to do something and then they do the polar opposite. They're like, I'm going to make things better for the, the lower class and not as good for the rich. And then they get in and then the rich people have more money than ever and we're paying more on taxes than we ever have. Yeah. It's bullshit. They're liars. Yeah. Deceivers. Tyrants. They the are. majority. They are. <laughs> And I'm just so I'm so tired of everybody being so comfortable with that happening. That's I saw, my thing. I saw a guy make a, uh, and it was it was profound because shit would change overnight if this happened. It was like you know, hey, if you could add one amendment to the Constitution, what would it be? And this guy was like, um, it was. I'm gonna paraphrase it, but it basically was, um, no civil servant will, um, like, basically the money train needs to stop. Mm -hmm. So the thing was, no civil servant will make more than what the median household income is of the state that they're representing. Okay. So, like, say in California, the median income might be a hundred grand, right? Mm -hmm. They can't make more than a hundred thousand dollars, period. Yeah, I like that. But if you're in like Louisiana or Alabama, where the median income is like thirty five thousand dollars, that guy's only making thirty five grand a year. I think and you're expected to go to DC and uh, do this shit for thirty five grand a year. I, I I understand people want what they worked for, and like you know they may have started a business way back when, and their family is really powerful now. I can understand you want those things to be yours, but. It's proven time and time again that if you've been raised in a family with a silver spoon, in a family that's had everything forever, you're not humbled by the world and you don't give a fuck about anybody but yourself. You can see it now. These families have been rich for ages and look at them. They run everything. They own everything. They don't give a fuck about anybody but themselves. Well, the problem... There should be a limit on well, wealth. I don't, I don't think there should be a limit on wealth. I think what there should be is there's repercussions whenever... Something happens. Maybe so. Like, like the Sackler family. The, yeah. That, that caused the opioid epidemic mm-hmm. with OxyContin. Yeah. They're all walking free. Yeah, and they killed thousands of people. They thousands killed hundreds of, of thousands yeah. of people. And But they made like $12 billion on OxyContin, and they were only fined six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was no criminal 
the whole, charges. The whole medical market is fucked, honestly. Oh, no doubt. It's like it's it's actually a scheme to manipulate people for their money. It's insanity. Like like literally, doctors are drug dealers. Like it's not even it's not even a joke. Like they are literally fucking drug dealers. It Legal. Happened, it happened this last week because so when he had like a cough, so I wanted to get her inhaler done. Mm-hmm. So I called him up because like she doesn't have like asthma asthma. It's just like she's had a bit of a cough, so it's like we need to get the inhaler back. And she hadn't been to the doctor for a while, so they scheduled her three months out for a wellness visit. I was like, well, she needs an inhaler now. Yeah. They're like, well, let me see if there's a, if we can schedule a sick visit. And so she basically said, we don't have anything. Take her to the walk-in. At and they're like, the hospital? The, the like pediatric center. They don't have an inhaler? No, they don't have, because they won't write a script unless she's seen. They A doctor has to see her to write a script, even though it's in the chart that she needs that. So basically they want you to pay the copay and all that bullshit to go in and see a doctor to get the medication you already know you need? Yeah. That's to where, fucking stupid. To where it's like, it would be less hassle for me to hop on a plane with my passport Fly down to Mexico, buy 12 inhalers for next to nothing. Yeah. For next to nothing. Fly back and be done with it. Yeah. And it's... That's so dumb. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, but, you know, I need it. And I, I understand, like, things of, you know, like if it was pain medication. Or if it's, you know, blood pressure medication. You know, shit like that. It's a fucking inhaler. Mm-hmm. That other countries sell over the counter. Uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure in Mexico you can go buy pain medication over the counter. Yeah, too. You, yeah. So, I mean, I I guess that's a poor, you know, that that's a poor analogy on my part. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. You know, yeah, it's just why why isn't it just like oh yeah we'll call that in you know let us know if it doesn't improve we'll see her then at that time like you know that mm-hmm. stuff. There's different things you can do, but a part of that comes from. Government regulation. You cannot start a business in this country without having to do something with the government. Yeah. Because they're gonna they have want some taxes. Sort, they're going to have some sort of say. I talked to a dude uh, yesterday when I was in Walmart. Um, hadn't seen him in a while. And he was bitching about his furnace going out. He knows what to fix. It's a $30 part. He knows what he needs to get. It's two bolts and four wires. That's all he needs to switch out. Yeah. He just needs the part. Either the place doesn't have it, or they won't sell it to him because he's not a licensed contractor. Like, what is that even about? So it's not just medical. Yeah. It, it goes... So now, in order for him to technically get this fixed, it seems like... He has he to has, hire someone. He has to hire an HVAC guy that's going to charge him $120 an hour or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, just 50 bucks to drive over to his house. Yeah, it's something he can fix in a minute, and he's going to charge him a full hour's pay for it. And Yeah, it's, uh, it's shit like that. Yeah. It, mind-numbing. Mind-numbing. Yep. The shit that they have to deal with. And it's... What happened in the past that caused these regulations to go into effect. 
Is it because somebody did some squirrely shit and oh, defrauded some it. people? Yeah. And they're like, well, we're going to have these regulations to stop it from happening. Yeah. And it's like, no. Case stuff. It, you have case history here. You say that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. A jury said that was bullshit. Yeah. And so then you were allowed criminal charges. Why can't you just keep that? To where it's like, somebody goes, oh, I can't do that because so-and-so did that. And they got five years and blah, 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 fines and blah, whatever. That's the deterrent. Not the bureaucracy being added that also causes companies to have more money mm-hmm. that needs to be spent. Because now they need compliance officers. And now they need this. And now they need that. Why can't we get back to that? Yeah. Where, obviously, if a drug company is making, you know, drugs, they want to have the best drug possible. They want the highest quality drug possible. Mm -hmm. They're not going to put fentanyl in it. But if somebody did, there's the fucking problem. Yeah. Now, you can argue... The regulation is to try and make sure that human life isn't lost. And it's like, well, maybe we need to up our fucking penalties. Yeah. I must say, it clearly doesn't matter to these companies because they can make X amount of money, then pay 10% of it back in fees and still make a huge profit. That doesn't matter. The lives lost doesn't matter to rich people. It doesn't, that, that's numbers on a pad of paper to them. That's they don't the, give a fuck. That's the Sickler family. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about me. They give a fuck about their Mario game, the coin going up. Yeah. And if that means killing you, they don't give a they don't give a shit. Especially when there's are, no none of these people are rational about anything. Have you seen what they're spending their money on? The Rockefellers are buying mummies and shit from Egypt. That's what they're spending their money on. They're buying corpses in boxes. Was it like a year ago that um, Bezos had this company was building him like a five hundred million dollar yacht, mm-hmm. and Apparently, the company that was building it, they had to go through this, like, this waterway in, it was like in the Netherlands or something. And it was Norway, Netherlands, is some northern European country. Mm-hmm. And so, in order to get his yacht delivered, he was, he was wanting them to deconstruct this historical bridge because his yacht was so big it couldn't fit under the bridge. And so he was willing to pay millions of dollars for them to basically tear this bridge apart, let the yacht go through, and then rebuild it. And a, a historical bridge at that. A historical bridge, yeah. And everybody in the, in the town was just like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I don't even know if he ever got it delivered. I hope he didn't, because that's jacked up that he's allowed to literally tear down history for his multi-million dollar super boat to look Half rich. Half a billion dollars. Wow, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's why whenever, you know, the, the concept of winning the lottery, uh-huh. and it was just like, I can't fathom you know, if he, what... If he took that money and divided it evenly into, like, helping homeless people, you know how much help that would do? That amount of money? If they wanted to end, like, if they wanted to actually combat homelessness and the drug problem and stuff, they could do it. Oh, yeah. With their money? Oh, you remember, you remember The Rock and uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey on that video about Hawaii? You see all that shit? The fires? See, I, I think I saw that video, but with AI and everything, yeah. I kind of take that stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah. 
because I don't know what's true and what's that, that, not. That's true. It could have been AI. But if it wasn't, it was literally like a billionaire and a multi-millionaire that owned the only properties that didn't get burned up at Hawaii asking you to donate money to Hawaii to fix the properties that the people are not going to get back anyway because they were just bought by Oprah. They're asking you to donate money to fix that land. Yeah, I don't know that she bought all of. Yeah, I don't know if she's bought if she's bought the land. I was I, I was told that she bought like eighty percent of the residential areas from the people's that's house burnt down. Well, maybe cheaper. after the fact. I haven't paid attention. Yeah, it was like to they that. all burnt down, and then apparently her facilities that are on Hawaii aren't burnt down. They're f- perfectly fine. It's only like boxes around those like corners. It makes you it makes you wonder about the conspiracy theorists that talk about direct energy weapons. Yeah. If they're actually legit, I mean, you can you can buy lasers mm-hmm. on Amazon oh, yeah. that'll set a paper towel on fire from from a mile away, from a mile away. Have you seen the videos of those new lasers? Uh huh. The dude can shine it from the top of a skyscraper and pop balloons that huh. are down by people. He can literally light shit on fire with it. Like shit's getting crazy, people, and you know. You don't see what technology we have available until like 50 years after it's successful. You know that? You know, we had stuff for like solar panels back in like World War fucking, like like the patent for it's and like right after World War One, Solar panels. You know, look that shit up, the patent for it. There's other stuff too and it's just like, that was available in World War Two. Like the early stuff, it was successful then, but we didn't get it till fucking... 50, 60 years down the line. Do you know Where's what I mean? Where's my goddamn lightsaber? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I guarantee you we got it. Come on. I want I want the, the one sci-fi movie. I can't remember which one, but they had the, uh, the, uh, the knife that toasted the bread as you cut the slice of oh, bread yeah. off. Yeah. It's like, where's that shit? Uh, what was that one movie? It was like a, one of those action movies about vampires and shit. The fuck was that? It was like a black dude with like swords. And he, like, killed vampires. You know Blade? What yeah, Blade. Blade, that's it. Do you remember the third movie where there was that chick and she had that thing and it looked like a bow and arrow, but it was like a lightsaber in between it? Yeah. Like, where do we got that shit, man? Yeah. Like, come on. I And I've seen YouTube videos of people that damn near make lightsabers. Like, genuine lightsabers. You can't, like, pick it up and wave it around because it has, like, shit tons of fuel being shot up through it. But uh, A part of me wonders if the stock market... Is one of the th- reasons why, like, they're constantly chasing that Mario coin, yeah, coin counter. Well, but I, 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 like I, I like I was talking about before we got interrupted, and my, I lost my train of thought about yeah. the the lottery. I realized that, like, if I was just sitting at home and I didn't have to worry about anything, my bills were paid. You know, I just had shit I wanted to do. I'd probably like start a Twitch channel, mm-hmm. but. The Twitch channel would be like, you know, hey, come hang out, you know, come talk shit with me, let's have a good time. And whatever money I made, I'm just going to keep what the government wants to take in taxes. Like, that's all I'm going to, I'm going to make sure the tax bill is paid, but like everything else, donate it to the Humane Society. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Donate it to the homeless shelter. A thing that I heard, the main reason that rich people tend to do this numbers game thing and not care about the lower class or anybody else around them is because when you're born into this lifestyle, never being humbled once your entire life by, like, struggling or being hungry, you know what I mean? 
And humans always want the next best thing. You're never satisfied as a human. You always got to have the next best thing. But if you have everything, what do you have to gain? That number. Yeah. That's that's the only thing they have to work toward. You, you notice rich people are some of the most unhappy people ever. You ever see them on like a lot of rich people on Twitter? They're so hateful and they're so they have nothing positive to say. They're so negative all the time. These motherfuckers are literally unhappy because they have nothing to gain. Nothing. They have everything. So they're playing their numbers game, stomping on people, because that's the only thing they have left to do. And you ever you notice that the amount of rich people that are like pedos that get away with it? When you have everything, the only thing you have left to gain is things that you're not allowed to have. And I find that that's that's true. That's, That's true. why I still think... So many rich people are pedos, fucked up monsters going to, you know, the pet pedo island. When you have everything, the only thing you can't have are things that you're not allowed to have. But see, that's when... <clears throat> that's, that's where I want the list done. Yeah. Because as far as, you know, the what people think happened is he'd get them to this island, he'd compromise them, and then... They had to do whatever, you know, the top echelon wants uh-huh. because now you're compromised. We can have this come out and ruin you. Yeah. So I think that, no, it would be difficult. There would be some shit. Like, you don't want to think that, you know, some beloved, you know, movie star would do something like that. Like, you know, there was that thing with Tom Hanks was in it. Uh-huh. And it's just like, you don't want to think Forrest Gump would have done something like yeah, that. Oprah Winfrey was on it like seven times that year. Yeah, it. that's why it should be released, though, because mm-hmm. then we would then ask the questions of, okay, why the fuck were you on his client list? Mm-hmm. Why are, Why do you come here every month for, like, a week's stay? Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. Because this island is literally, like, a compound for pedophilia. Like, that's why were you here for a week? That's what we found out that it was, and yeah. it's like, we need Cargo to find Cargo hangers out. filled with children. It, Cargo hangers. Uh, Glenn Maxwell went to fucking prison. Mm-hmm. They sealed a lot of the documents. So we don't even know the full extent of what happened. Honestly, people, the fact that we know nothing about this and everything swept under the rug should tell you who's running your country. Because the same people running your country are the same ones that swept that shit under the rug. I'm telling you. The, when you get that high up, you the corruption from being wealthy is... It's intense. I genuinely feel like because until they release the list, un, no redactions. I don't want any fucking redactions. I don't want to see a piece. Uh, I want to see black ink unless it's in the shape of a letter. Mm-hmm. Until they release that, we should just assume that every single one of them yeah, are on it. Honestly, because if, if we're not allowed to see the information, that's just you playing guilty at that point. What happens when you show up to court? You know what I mean? You're supposed to have evidence on something and you don't. You're guilty. You know, and it's we're we're talking about our country. Mm-hmm. How many people in, you know, we got a dude that listens in Brussels. Is there anybody from Brussels on that list? Yeah. Is there anybody from Canada? Is Justin Trudeau on that list? It, you know, is there anybody from Mexico? Is there anybody in Russia? Mm-hmm. Is there it's all over the world. This dude was a fucking global finance person. So, that's why I'm still pushing it. Yeah. I agree. I think it should all be put out there. If you if you have any association with Pedo Island, it should be put public, in my opinion. Like, that's dangerous shit. 
I guarantee you, too, there is a new island. I guarantee you there's oh, already yeah. a new island. There's a new flunky. Oh, yeah. There's a new Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they find him, he'll, you know, have killed himself, too. <laughs> but I bet, they're, I bet they're keeping it under lock and fucking key. Oh, yeah. They're being real careful. They're not going to make another mistake. He doesn't go out in public. They don't know. They don't even, we don't even know what he looks like. There's probably four hedge funds hiding that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Because if there's one thing rich people, shell companies. Because if there's one thing rich people still need, that's power and children. <laughs> so And black man material. Yep. And with that, we'll call it Got a little unhinged yeah. on this one. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, what's the title for this one? The fuckery of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so as always, do fun shit. And stay positive out there. Mm -hmm. We'll catch you next time. See you.